Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk. July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk Step Bet. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability, for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping Into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. Well, hey there. Welcome to Real WW Talk. It's the podcast of three diverse friends, Candice, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the Weight Watchers plan. Each week, we talk about our health journey on WW. Sometimes it's something we've learned. Maybe it's something we're struggling with. But the bottom line is there's no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It's just real talk because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's Real WW Talk, have you encountered in your health journey something you feel like you've been getting away with and then finally the rent came due? (laughs) We're talking about taking accountability for the things that we think we're getting away with, but we're not really. Are you ready? Let's talk. Well, hello. Welcome to Real WW Talk. I'm Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. Candice, I'm disappointed that you did not announce I'm Candice and my birthday is tomorrow. My birthday is tomorrow, although it really started on the first. <laughs> I am almost there, guys. I will be 40 tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's it. Last day at 39, ma'am. How are you? So- okay, so... I'm just going to kick it off by putting you on the hot seat first, okay? (laughs) Because as you noted, your birthday is October 1st through, excuse me, August 1st. I was going to say, get it right, Erin. Come on now. (laughs) I was going to give you like three months, but whatever. I'll just (laughs) narrow it back down to one month. So your birthday is August 1st through August 31st. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, What does that look like in terms of food and food celebrations? And especially because it's your 40th and tomorrow's Mm -hmm. the big day. What's going on? You know, I have probably what we all, I mean, I'm very blessed that I have a great community of family and friends who want to celebrate with me. And especially that this is a birthday after I finished a cancer journey. Like this is extra things to celebrate. So that's been a good part to it as well, because I've been able to do a lot of activity to kind of help to celebrate, you know, and I've tried to be intentional with that. Um, So there are food celebrations that are coming up and I'm going to allow myself, you know, some indulgences of some things that I don't normally have. I would say that's been my biggest thing. Like I, have a certain type of cake that I love a cream cheese frosting. Everybody knows that about me. So like, I'm going to allow myself a piece of cake with the cream cheese frosting, but I'm, even though my birthday is the first through the 31st, I am going to limit the amount of the indulgences to the one day and make choices that make me feel proud when I do go out with friends. So um, I'm just really proud of my focus on movement 
and how that's going to play a big part for me because mm-hmm. I love to move. And I really mm-hmm. am proud that I accept that about myself because I used to act like I didn't, but like I like how I feel when I am moving my body mm-hmm. and going into my 40th year, I'm a little more achy, got a couple more scars, but gosh, <laughs> darn it. I'm blessed that I can move my body. Yes. Working great way to look at it. Do. How do you want to start your official birthday tomorrow? <sighs> how do I want to start it? Uh, in prayer, thanking God for another year. Honestly, I think that I've had a lot on my mind. You know, it's been a lot of reflecting because, you know, when it's a milestone year, I think there's always this big buildup of what does it mean and what have I done and (laughs) what does it mean for my future? I don't know if I, I think I've had a lot of that with the things that life have thrown my way. Mm. So I'm just really filled with a lot of gratitude. So I think I want to start it with some, some tea, some Peloton, some gratitude and, uh, yeah, nothing too big. Cause I feel like, you know, you build it all the way up and then, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I think I just want to start off waking up, just grateful that I have another day to wake up. That sounds mm-hmm. so cliche, but I'm really, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, it is. I, for my birthdays, I always like to um, wake up and go for a walk or plan a walk like mid morning, because mm-hmm. it's in some ways, I consider that as opposed to the dinners and things like the walk is my gift to myself Yeah, because I'm walking with my thoughts and I'm doing something healthy, which is a reflection for me on years gone by where I did not, like I lived for my birthday for all of the food that I was going to eat as opposed to with, you know, experiencing with gratitude where I am now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I mean with movement. So for me, you know, I'm, I, I love my Peloton and I more so I've really been into coaches who have really positive things to say, cause they have a lot of good instructors there and something about the movement and the mindset is definitely the way that I want to start off, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. my day, because it, like you said, it just puts me in the right headspace um, to, to, to kind of, to celebrate and to be reflective by moving my body. So mm-hmm. yeah, thank you guys for celebrating with me so far this month, you know, and we got what, 20 plus we'll, more days. Ago. We'll celebrate all month with you. We yeah. have no- <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing? How's your week been? Ricky, you want to go? Yeah, doing good. Sticking to my routines. Um, go back to school. I had a brief break in between summer school ending and, you know, real school starting, <laughs> full year school starting. And um, it's been nice to just take a step back and relax and appreciate the time off and sleep in and just get to the basics before I get back into a fall routine. Um, but yeah, it's been a good week. Yay. I still not sold on Monday <laughs> as our tracking day. I'm just putting that out there. But what I am sold on is tracking, still tracking, got my tracking streak, um, still sold on making sure that I'm getting movement of some kind in every day. I will uh, say that my <clears throat> hormones are a little out of kilter right now. <laughs> They'll level out in another few days. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just owning that and letting that be, but that doesn't mean I'm I'm not eat when I say that I'm just recognizing the the bloat and all of that crap. Um, 
but I'm not overeating or anything like that. I tell you one thing that was really helpful for me was I had pre-planned. I knew that I would want some sweets and I had pre-planned some sweets. I had found a recipe for a cream cheese banana bread that I baked as like a cake and I cut them into, I, I figured out the points. It was 11 points and I cut them into slices and then I froze every slice and I marked it on the little baggie that it was 11 points so that I could pull that one out and defrost it and then warm it up in the microwave and have that as a treat. Aaron, whose birthday is tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> what is my favorite kind of frosting? Right. How does this work out? What do we have in the freezer? What's going to be left on my doorstep? Okay. Just making sure we're making the connection. I've got, I've got the connection. I got the connection. <laughs> oh my goodness. And uh, my grocery store had some bananas for sale and they had all of the overripe bananas marked down. And so I grabbed a passel of the overripe bananas, came home, chunked them up, popped them in the freezer. So I've got frozen bananas uh, in the freezer that I can make banana nice cream or pop into a smoothie if I want to. Very smart. Yeah. Great idea. Smart. They're like, we're going to get rid of these. Aaron's like, oh yeah, get rid of it over here. (laughs) Give me your carcasses to your turkey so I can make soup and your overripe bananas. (laughs) Equals happy Aaron. (laughs) That's my friend. It's so funny you said that because she just told me yesterday. She was like, she calls it flowers. I say that's like giving flowers to me. If somebody uh-huh. presents me with a turkey carcass or a chicken carcass, I'm like, that is a gift. Your rotisserie <laughs> chicken, if you saved the carcass from the rotisserie chicken, yes, please. I will make stock out of that bad boy. Everyone and- who's listening and if Aaron's ever feeling down, just bring over your carcasses. <laughs> <laughs> They made no cards, no listen, flowers. Listen, just do me a favor one time with your rotisserie chickens that you get at Costco. It's like, how much can you get out of a four ninety nine bird? Just put it in a pot and and cover it, just barely cover it with water. Slice up an onion. Uh, put two stalks of celery in with it, and crush a garlic clove. Get you your aromatics in with it. You bring it up to a boil, then take it down to a simmer and let it simmer for 30 minutes. And then you fish all the pieces out, you know, you strain it and you have an incredible chicken broth to use. And no mint to be seen. No mint to be seen, but if you've got some rosemary or some sage, you could throw that in there too. I mean, honestly, I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. It sounds like it's a lot of work, but it It probably is not. Our ancestors did this. Your ancestors did. I feel like mine were like me, like somebody else is cooking this. I'll come eat it because it just feels, I love going to your house though, because I'm like, what is she making today? Ricky and I just figure out reasons. You know what? I left a pen there. Probably boiling something that I need to taste. I need black beans from scratch for the first time. What? I've never done that. Wait, wait, what? The bl- like starting with black beans where you soak the beans overnight and then you boil them. And but you said you them. made black beans? I, okay. Yeah. 
Like, you know, most of the time you get, I know Candace doesn't because Gan- Candace has so an aversion okay. to beans. So, but like, you know, you pop a top on a can of beans. Okay. I I just thought you meant you like created them from <laughs> <laughs> what you said. I'm like, how did you make the, like, what, what are we talking about here? Like genetically no, I modified. don't have space to grow a bean patch, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> so Aaron and Ricky, I'm racist when it comes to my beans. I don't like black beans. <laughs> like them i don't like how they look i'm not interested like no thank you are you thinking of black eyed like the black eyed peas those ones are you asking me i don't like those either i don't i don't like any of it black beans are good black eyed peas because those are a type of bean yeah like they're all no thank you no thanks (laughs) is it maybe just on how somebody's prepared them before i've never had them i just don't like how you don't get black beans at Chipotle. I don't get any of that mess. No, but you haven't tried it. They're delicious. They look weird, and they look weird. I like pork and beans. And <laughs> the sauce, so, so mainly sugary sauce, hot okay. dogs, and two beans. That you put the hot dogs in. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's very justified. They're like medium brown. You know, it's not white or black. It's just those are pinto pork. beans. And they, pro- they but they're in maple different. syrup and sugar. So. <laughs> <laughs> and they remind, okay. and they remind me of my childhood. So, oh my gosh! And the bush, the commercial Bush's baked beans. Uh huh. Yeah, the dog and with the know. dog. So yeah. basically, there's got to be a cartoon animal. Yes, the <laughs> Every time I go to Chipotle, I'm like, why would I want any of that? Give me the fajita vegetables. I'll take those. <laughs> oh so. my word. Okay. Well. <laughs> But congratulations, Aaron, on creating black beans. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> I don't want to try it, but thank you. I'm really excited for you. I have a very diverse and inclusive kitchen, Ken. That is very good. And maybe you can make some brownies out of them and don't give them to me. <laughs> I'm sure you would love them. I know. Oh, my she God. She's going to trick me one day and be like, you know what's in that? You know what's Listen, in that? you liked my chickpea, chickpea flour waffles. Yeah, but that's not a bean. It's a chickpea. We're just going to keep going. <laughs> it is a bean, ma'am. But we're going to tell her. Right now. I'm not In my gonna... mind, the chick part, I don't know. It no. worked. You like it because it had part. maple syrup. Yeah. It had maple syrup on it. That's it why. really did. I tasted it a little bit and I was like, how did she do this? Like, that was a really good Aaron. I will give you that. And she, I, just, I learned she also doesn't like sausage. But, but then I liked that. I did like your sausage then when I realized it's just sausage. I Have mean, we gotten over meatballs yet? I do like meatballs. Okay. I do. I do like meatballs. It just takes some time, guys. Meatloaf. Meatloaf was another thing. I liked it when I actually made it because it was a recipe and I just had, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to make it just to say that I like it. Um, yeah. Can I tell you, if you, in the WW app, the barbecue glazed meatloaf. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's delicious is a great base recipe. It's a good start. I add, cause I didn't think it had enough seasoning. Okay. I added, um, I added some garlic powder and I added some onion powder into the mix. And I added a little bit of paprika. I posted my adjusted recipe over in the real WW talk group. To me, the real star is the barbecue glaze. Ooh. I have made that multiple times to brush onto other things. It's delightful. Mm-hmm. And their meatloaf recipe, it, you, you're supposed to cook it inside of a um, slow cooker, oh, which is oh, interesting. Wow. I haven't tried that yet. 
I've only baked it in the oven, mm-hmm. but the barbecue while the, you were talking. Yeah. yeah. The barbecue glazed meatloaf is pretty, pretty tasty. Pretty tasty. Oh, sounds incredible. Yeah. Okay. No. Ladies, we're 15 minutes in of talking nonsense. And there are people <laughs> listening right now who are like, are they going to get to what they're supposed to do? I thought to? that was a very, very great. We learned how to boil turkey carcasses. And like, I think that was great. I'm just out here throwing out recipes for free for fun. <laughs> no, and neither of you going to do anything with it. And everybody yeah. else isn't either. No, they will. They, they'll, they'll put Somebody a will. Someday. Someday someone will. Someday. <laughs> okay. Um, Candace, you had a thought today. It's something that you wanted to share. Go for it. No, I I had, it's a very unfortunate situation. So just going to be very general about it. But I had a friend who had to recently face the music in a really big way in her personal life. She made some decisions that were not smart and she's gotten herself into some trouble. And it made me think, ironically, of course, how did I tie it back to myself and Weight Watchers? You know, I can find a way to do that. But I was thinking about how when she was, when it came to light what she did, she was expressing how she kept doing the wrong thing because she didn't get caught. And mm. eventually, at the end, all of her bad decisions caught up with her. And now she has to face the music and she's having to face it in a pretty major way legally. And I said, wow, you know, it was so easy when she was talking about it to say, how could you not? How could you do that? How could you not know? You know, we always can be very judgmental about things when uh, it happens to somebody else. But I, I would myself, never do well, that. I would never mm-hmm. do that ever. But then I thought about it and I said, my goodness, how many decisions have I made or um, done? How many things have I done with the thought that I got away with it just barely? Mm-hmm. Or I haven't been called out for it. And how has that impacted me in terms of when I've had to face the music about it? Whether that be for me going to the doctor after months of making choices that I haven't been proud of and thinking that I was getting away with it because I was hiding from my tracker or I was hiding from my accountability people. At some point, you always have to face the music. And I don't know. It was just very profound for me because as I'm seeing someone actively have to take accountability for choices that she's not proud of and seeing that process, I was humbled to think about how do I apply that to my life and to my journey? And what you hope is that you would have enough um, of an ability to, to kind of get yourself, rein yourself in. But when you haven't been caught or when you've been getting away for so long, that can be very difficult to do. So I wanted to bring it to you all to say, have you ever encountered in your own journeys? I know that we've talked about it a little bit, but something that you may have been doing that you've been getting away with, but not really. (laughs) And what has facing the music looked like for you all? Or have you, have you faced the music yet with those Mm -hmm. types of things? Oh yeah. I mean, I would say even for me, for my journey of, for the longest while, I got away with losing weight without needing to exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, what that did is that built a pattern for me of not investing in exercise and not investing in strength for myself. And one thing that I know as a woman who's now over 40, and Candace, you'll discover as a soon-to-be woman who is 40, 
Uh, Ricky, you got a couple time. You got a little time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that the older we get as women, we actually start to lose muscle mass every single year. We lose muscle. We lose bone density. And so I have not created a pattern of health in that area. And so now I feel like I'm really starting from scratch. Whereas if I had been doing that all along, I would be in a better position than I am now. It's not too late, but I am having to do the reckoning. And in my brain, I still think that, well, I can lose weight without needing to, to do strength training or what have you. And the truth is I cannot lose weight. I, I, I'll never forget Diane in our um, in our meetings, our, uh, in-person meetings, she would say, Oh, I, I cannot lose weight without working out. Just, it doesn't happen now in menopause. It does not happen unless those two things go together. Mm-hmm. And so what you would say is because the weight loss now is dependent on the exercise, that's the thing that has caused you to, to say, I have to do this. So if you yeah. were still consistent, if you were still consistently losing weight without the exercise, do you feel like you would have ever hit a time where you would say, whether or not I'm losing it or not, I need to do this for my health? Or do you think you would always have to be? I I think it is the thing that, that calls to shift in me to see it for what it needs to be, because we grew up under the get, get as skinny as you can model. Everything is about what the number on the scale says, not what what does the the what does your health show? What do the numbers show? What does the blood work show? None of that was ever taken into consideration, right? The messages that was always how what how low can the scale go? And so yeah. I've always operated in that way. Now I'm not operating in that way anymore, but I do know that when the scale goes down, it is a reflection within, within the blood work Mm -hmm. um, and bone density, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. You Ricky. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I, um, for me, it's been flirting with, you know, different pre-diagnoses. So for example, I love sweets and I've always loved sweets and carbs and, um, you know, generally, I think I grew up knowing that, you know, that's not healthy for you. And as older, I found out, you know, that could lead to diabetes, but that didn't, you know, because I didn't get diabetes, I continued with that, you know, habit. And I think even on being on Weight Watchers for the time that I've been on it, I still try to find ways to sneak in sweets. And I do have prediabetes. And thankfully, I've been able to stay away from having diabetes. But it's gotten to the point where I have had to be on medicine for it. Um, Whereas, you know, if I had faced the music a little sooner, maybe I wouldn't have had to be on medicine for, to, you know, to be out of the, you know, pre-diabetic range. Um, So I think that's something I'm learning is that just because it took time and took a long time for me to get to the pre-diabetes level, it was always coming if I was continuing with those habits and couldn't make the sacrifices with the sweets. Um, So that's something I've had to learn and had to be really strict with because, you know, there are certain things you can't take back when you get to a certain point. If you get diabetes, there's so many horrible things that could happen. There's some people who get it and they're able to manage it and that's great. But, you know, some people have really horrible side effects with that disability and it's not something that I want to flirt with at all. So I've had to learn, you know, the hard way to really, 
you know, it's okay if I need in this season of my life to be on medicine, but I also need to be making changes in the types of food that I eat. Yeah. I've watched my mom. She has type two diabetes. Cause that, it just seems to run in our family. Once you hit a certain age, it's the autoimmune diseases. And because I already have an autoimmune disease with the hypothyroid, those things tend to run hand in hand. Hypothyroid also runs with cholesterol issues. Mm-hmm. And so I know that that is my future. And the last time that I went to go see my endocrinologist, it was marked on my blood work that my cholesterol was above the range that they wanted it to be. And so I, I mean, I've been flirting as we would say with it, but the blood work's not going to lie. When I go in to see her, she's going to see it and say, you've had an entire year to address this. Mm-hmm. What have we been doing? Like no, and there, there can't be any excuses when I go in to see her because it's like, it's like going to see doctor now for my 600 pound life. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, you have eaten all of the food for the next five years. What makes you think that that wasn't the issue, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and it's something really to think about the fact that it's over time because quickly going back to my friend, the things that she was doing was over a four year period. So it wasn't an immediate mm-hmm. And there's something to when you think that there isn't an immediate repercussion yeah. to an action, whether it be I overindulge. Even we talk about it. You may have a week where you overindulge and the scale went down. Mm-hmm. So you're like, Ooh, that's so I didn't feel it. I'm OK. So the next time you may do it, you're like, well, it didn't happen that week. I should be all right. That's right. very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, when my aunt passed, I remember her doctor told us as a family, because we were there with her and we were asking, how did she get to this point? And he said it wasn't an immediate event. It was choices she was making in her life over time that got her to where she was. And that always stuck with me because we think and we we think about the intentionality between uh, with the choices that we make. And how things that you do over time matter. Like every single day, that consistency. Aaron, you've talked about being on a 31, 30 plus day tracking streak. In a good way, it can work for you in a good way, or it could be something that works for you in a negative way. And when you don't have that reinforcement to tell you to stop, you have to be able to internally drive yourself to do that. So that's why I'd asked you that question of, what if the scale was continuing to go down without the exercise? You wouldn't, it's it's hard to just motivate yourself naturally to say, it doesn't matter if the scale's going down, this is right. good for my body. Right. Ricky, why would I? I don't have, I'm pretty di- diabetic, but I don't have the mm-hmm. lab, you know, the, my labs are fine. I'm going to not eat sweets because mm-hmm. it's not good for me. Mm-hmm. We need almost that jolt, that, that yeah. thing to, mm-hmm. and I, and I don't, I wish that I didn't need it to be so, intense for me to make the right choice. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've been really pondering. You know? Every decision we make is a vote for a version of ourselves. Right. And which that's the thing that I've been, you know, as I'm, as I go to eat and I put things in my tracker, what am I voting for right now? Which version of myself am I, am I putting a vote in the bucket for the healthy best version of me or I call her the slow fade, Erin, mm-hmm. where she's slowly fading back to who she once was. And you kind of do these start, stop, start, stop, start, starts, you know, like if I sit down, I know that if I have a bag of potato chips and I sit down, mm-hmm. 
and eat them while watching something, the entire bag will be gone. And that's what I used to do. And if I eat, stand up and eat out of the bag, that's what I used to do. But if I take the bag of potato chips and I pull out a bowl, I pour some in on top of the scale and I weigh it out and then I track it. That's a vote for the errand that I'm, I'm striving to be. And also let's not fool ourselves that even if you did not track it or portion it and you lost weight or you didn't feel the repercussion, mm, that, that right. doesn't mean that you were somehow doing something for the, the good Aaron versus the one. Right. Because I think I will be honest that me, I would fool myself and say, mm-hmm. well, no, I, you know, I, I had the chips, but I was aware. Mm. Yep. Because yeah. I didn't feel anything. But then when yeah. I go to the doctor and they say, your cholesterol is elevated or your body has had this response. And then I'm quickly like, wait a second, let me get it all together. It's that mm-hmm. reactivity and start, yeah. instead of being proactive. Mm-hmm. And why was it? It doesn't have to be that you have to get caught or you have to get to yeah. the end and have, you know, get the diagnosis for you to then wake up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it ties back to comfort. And a lot of times we want to be comfortable because it's like, well, why, why am I waiting to make this change? What, what is so good about eating all the sweets or sitting on the couch instead of walking or whatever it is, it's the comfort in what I want to do. And our, our bodies, I think naturally go towards what's comfortable, but we have to just push towards what's uncomfortable until it becomes mm-hmm. something we enjoy. Like Aaron, I know you love walking now and that's part of your routine and it's something that you love. But, you know, in the beginning, when you first started that routine, it probably wasn't that for you. It probably wasn't something you were excited to do. It may have been a chore at first. I don't know. Like, is that how it was for you when you first started? Yeah. Yeah. And I, when I would walk, cause I, I'm like, you know, I'm breathing heavy and all of that. And I'm like, oh, gosh, this is terrible. And so you start beating yourself up in your head and I switch the voice to the me of three months from now is going to be so proud of the me right now. Mm-hmm. And I had to start reframing that for myself that why am I doing this? Yeah. I'm doing it so that the future me is going to be so proud that we did this and look at the steps that I'm taking forward yeah. for her. You know, I think Ricky, to your point about doing the uncomfortable things, I don't know about you guys, but I've noticed that when I dig into that brief moment of the uncomfortable, it actually pays off in greater dividends of comfort because yeah. mm-hmm. I'm happier in my mind I feel better about myself because I'm, I'm wearing, I've got more opportunities to wear clothes than my wardrobe. Like mm-hmm. there's, there are like multiple domino things that happen as opposed to just this one moment of sitting on the couch with the chips in that isolated thing. It doesn't really, it really doesn't have a long tail to it. It's just, just yeah. that. And it rarely is as difficult as we make up in our mind that it's going to be. Of course, it's uncomfortable, maybe a little bit. But once you push past and you make and you're intentional, I have found for myself that not only am I happier that I did it, but that I look back and go, oh, Mm -hmm. it just really wasn't that bad. Like, and Mm -hmm. I can do this again tomorrow and not feel like I'm being punished. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just, it may be new. It may be, but it was fine, Mm -hmm. you know? So, so yeah, I just thought that that was a good, you know, a good discussion point for us to have, because I, I I pray for all of us that it doesn't take something major having to happen for us to be able to make changes that we know 
we need to make and to not fool ourselves into thinking that we're getting away with things that we really are not. Yeah. Yeah. Because the scale doesn't lie. Our pants don't lie. The The blood work don't lie. The doctor don't lie. Yeah. None of it. And when it does hit you, you know how that feel that that feeling. I promise you're mm-hmm. gonna wish that you had anticipated that you could feel that way and helped yourself not have that type of reaction. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Start yeah. the start now thing. Start right now. Ooh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Before we jump off, um, we just want to give a shout out to Diane. She is a coach within WW. I do not believe that she is one of the uh, online workshop leaders. I think she is a uh, brick and mortar workshop leader. We love the in-person workshop leaders. Um, she's been recommending Real WW Talk to her meetings. And so her uh, her team has been jumping in and giving her some love. So we just wanted to say thank you to Coach Diane. And then also um, Coach Michael G and Coach Kimmy F, who are online workshop leaders. You can find their workshops through um, the WW portal, who also have been recommending Real WW Talk uh, within their group. So we just wanted to give you some love back and say thank you so much. We appreciate it. And then also member spotlight, Jocelyn, who is in the Real WW Talk Facebook group, which you can join, uh, just search Real WW Talk. Uh, Jocelyn, one thing I love about her is like every Monday she posts uh, her meal prep our meal plan for the week. And so if you need an idea, make sure you check on Monday because you'll see what Jocelyn's making. And it's like, Oh, maybe I should make that too. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she, she jumped in, in our conversation about two weeks ago about um, changing our weigh in days. And she said that her weigh in and points reset day is Tuesday. And she is get this actually bummed for points reset day because it's the lowest her weeklies will be through occasional, uh, through activity and occasional rollovers. She'll generally carry 40 plus points throughout the week. God bless. Right. Which includes getting blue dots tracking over her daily budget. That's incredible. That's wild. This is why you get the Bravo stars. Yes. (laughs) He said um, she chose Tuesday strategically uh, because she's more likely to have a drink or two on weekend nights. And so that's what she did Tuesday. She pre-tracks as much as possible. And as if she couldn't have like won all of the things right there, she has a 1,000 day tracking streak. Amazing. Love it. Love it. Jocelyn. (laughs) Jocelyn is definitely the member spotlight. She's got it today. My little, my little 37 day tracking. I have a seven day streak. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, maybe I'll grow up and be like Jocelyn. My menus on Monday. I'll try. You know, (laughs) after my birthday, starting in September. (laughs) No, don't put it off. What do we just talk about? Because it'll come here. I don't feel it yet. No. (laughs) Oh my word! All right. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, we hope maybe this conversation just sparked a little something in you that you're not gonna wait. You're not going to put it off. You're not going to hide. You're going to deal with what needs to be dealt with and do it today. We love you. And we hope that you have a great week. And don't forget, you can find us pretty much everywhere. We're like that. Just search for real WW talk on any platform you go to. We're pretty much there. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.